Good morning, good morning. How is everyone this morning? Thank you, Jason. I love the object lessons. I can't get enough of those. <laughs> I think it's the, the old youth pastor in me. Um, I just, uh, beautiful morning this morning. Um, my name is Sven, and my wife Amber, and there she is over there. My wife Amber and I, we get to volunteer here, and I get to give a Jesus talk from time to time. It's, it's a great joy in my life to get to, to speak to you all, and so thank you for hearing me this morning. And thanks to you all online, and just, it's good to be here this morning. I love the object lesson of the, of the radio. Uh, I remember in the early 90s, I was in my uh, early to mid-teens, and my, my family lived in Mexico, and it was before kind of everyone was using the internet. And so having, um, there goes my pen, having uh, English, like English, like radio stations was a big deal. So like late at night, I would, I, I would, I had this cassette deck that had a radio on it. And at night, like AM radio waves go really far. And so I, I would listen, I, we're like in the middle of Mexico and I would listen to Brownsville, Texas radio stations like late, late. I could, it would just come in barely, and I would listen to like, like uh, Larry King Live, I think it was. <laughs> and then, I, and then it was just like, go over a little bit of country music. Whoa, aliens! Wow, like just, it was. Uh, those were good days. Those were good days on the, uh, on the radio. Um, this morning, um, we continue with our overflow series. This uh, uh, overflow series, like Jason just mentioned, about is uh, from Psalm 23, that our cup overflows, that God presence, God's presence fills us up, and, and that there's, not, there's so much abundance, there's so much good that there's enough to share, there's enough to give away. And we've talked about how our very life is God's house, that we are, a te- we are God's temple, and we invite we invite Jesus by his Holy Spirit to dwell in us and, and live in us and that God would do such good things in our hearts that there would be enough to share, enough to give away. And uh, there's so many ways that we can invite God's good gifts into our life. And this morning I want to talk about one more way that we can do that and that is Christian meditation. And Christian meditation for everyday people, just regular people like me, like, like all of us, um, how can we how can we have have this prayer tool? How can we have this in our lives? And there uh, there's there are forms of prayer that are more familiar to us: uh, Thanksgiving, giving gratitude to God, uh, praise, confession. God, I messed up. I just I need your help. Uh, intercession, just praying on behalf of others. Um, just a heart of compassion to see other things happen. And we, we tend to talk a little bit less about meditation, and so I want to talk about that this, that this morning. Christian meditation, just like all things in Christianity, um, everything in Christianity, everything in Christendom, I like saying Christendom every once in a while, in Christendom, all things in Christianity um, uh, are meant to be initiated by Jesus, initiated by God, and then empowered by God, and then we respond as best we can. And so that's everything in Christianity. We don't, come, we don't, we don't get tough enough or, or, or clean enough or good enough um, on our own ever. God is always initiating. 
God's always empowering, and then as best we can with our imperfect grasp of, of, of God and our imperfect selves and our messy lives, we respond as best we can. And so that's the kind of meditation I'm talking about this morning. And so I'm, not, I'm just going to say meditation this morning because it gets a bit cumbersome to keep saying Christian meditation. But when I talk about meditation, um, that's what I mean. I'm just, it's, it's like God, God initiating, God empowering, me responding, and in, in my response, just being a simple yes, God, I need, I need any good gift that you have for me, and uh, I need, um, and I also need God for you to keep initiating, even if, even though we tend to not really use that word, it's like God, keep doing what you're doing. It's like, God, whatever you're doing, do more of it because I sure need it, and I need every bit of grace, every bit of empowerment. And so I want to, I really hope that that's available, that we experience that availability this morning, that, that, that Christian meditation is something available to us this morning, this, this quiet connect with God, this ability to slow and, and plant our feet and breathe and just get quiet and go, God, in this thing that, you're, that, that, that you've highlighted, in this um, small area that, you've, that, you've, that I see that you're at work, I want to just go deep in that. I want to I wanna experience you in this. And uh, what really got me going on this meditation topic recently is I was a friend of mine uh, who's become a therapist. He, he recommended this uh, this. Um, teacher, this uh, Bible teacher on on YouTube to me, and um, and this uh, in this talk that I listened to, they talked about it talked about um, how all of us, all of us now, it, if we if we define meditation in a very loose way, all of us really know how to meditate, right? Like all of us know how to take our minds to a place and just dwell on something, and it tends to be a negative thing. Um, we tend to know very well, like, how to just sit in, um, in unforgiveness, or in, or in just hurt, or in regret. It's, it's something we're very familiar with, but I think, but Jesus this morning wants to, wants to make, a, turn this thing on its tail, wants to, wants to show us how to use this 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 thing that's that we're very that's we're very aware of, and use it for good. This morning, uh, I want to. My theme scripture is: Be still, be still, and know that I am God. And, and action always looks more impressive. Uh, it's very you know on social media. Usually, it's like I can't believe it. For once, I did this, 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 and this, right? That, I mean, the, those are the kinds of posts we see on social media, right? Like and the, the accomplishment of action. And it's less often, it's less often that we, we, we are, feel really good about the moments where we were just still, being still. And this morning, my first idea that I want to look at in, when I talk about meditation is let's make meditation a delight. In Psalm 1, the psalmist uh, sets up the entire book of Psalms by comparing the way of a righteous person and the way of an ungodly person. And it describes this righteous person, and this is how this person is described. It says, but they delight, this is Psalm 1, 
Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditate, meditating on it day and night. Now, the term meditation for me, um, when I think about it, I, I would imagine that you're not supposed to smile too much. It's not supposed to be fun. This is serious, right? Meditation should be serious. And yes, this, it is important if that's what you mean by serious. But could it be that, that this, our connect with Jesus, our connect with God could actually be a delight? That it could be something that just is just good. And all of us know, I think, what it is to, from time to time, strive and decide we're going to wake up early and we're going to have our Jesus time, our devos, our devotion time, our, uh, or whenever it is that makes sense in your life. Maybe it's at lunch, at work, or maybe it's in the car while you drive. Uh, maybe it's in the evening. Whenever it is. But we know what it is to decide, I'm going to have my Jesus time. And uh, I remember everything changed for me a number of years ago when I read in a book and it, it, it said, before you have your Jesus time, why don't you just find a big blanket and just wrap it around yourself and just sit there and breathe and just thank God that you just get to hang out and just wait there a while before you do anything, maybe even 10 minutes. It's like, what? That's allowed? Like, I didn't know that was allowed. Like, for so long, it's just like, well... I, I have momentum going and I decided to have my Jesus time and it's probably not going to happen if I don't make it happen like right now. So, so go, go, go. Come on now. Didn't I have, wasn't I doing some devotion? Uh, didn't I have a plan I was doing? And you open your Bible and you're just, just that fret and they're like, wait, this isn't what Jesus time was supposed to be like. And everything changed when I finally just, I realized, oh, I don't really have a good blanket, but I have a sleeping bag. And I always like to talk about my sleeping bag. My best Jesus times happen in the sleeping bag. I just wrap that sleeping bag around me because we keep our house really cold. That's my fault. No one else wants it cold, but dad, they put up with it because dad likes the house cold. And so all winter long, you know, our house is like 63 degrees. <laughs> and, and so we're, I'm not the only one ha that has their own sleeping bag. <laughs> And so I'm in my sleeping bag, and I'm just, I'll just sit there and just, and sometimes I fall asleep. And I think God forgives me. You know, my 10 minutes of just hanging out with Jesus before I really get started with my Jesus time turns into a half an hour nap. But it's a beautiful moment. <laughs> Next, embrace being a beginner. Embrace being a beginner. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible is uh, in the Gospel of Matthew in the New Testament in the Christian Bible it says I tell you the truth unless you turn from your sins and become like little children become like little children you will never get into the kingdom of heaven I love that God not only puts up with beginners but encourages all of us to be beginners encourages us to have that that humble approach that says you know what I'm always, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I don't want to just like be, live in lethargy and mediocrity and, and a bunch of that stuff, but I want to be childlike and be a beginner for the, all of my days. I want that, that humble approach. I want that open posture of, I'm just like a kid. And we need that in our, in, when we approach prayer, but I think especially meditation. And when we met, when, um, 
and I think it would be helpful if I described more what I mean by meditation. I really, the more I think about what meditation is, uh, and I have a, I have a book. Um, I always have books. I love books. I have, I had some books that are very helpful to me. This is um, reclaiming the lost art of biblical meditation. That's cool photographs in it too. That's a cool looking church. Uh, Robert J. Morgan. This is just like full of scripture, and I just loved that. Um, I have a number of books on Christian meditation, and not all of them are just full of scripture like this one is. This one was super practical, written by a teacher. I loved how teachers, like when they write books, it's like, this is also a curriculum. Um, it's called One Breath at a Time by Dana Trent. And it's a little more interfaith dialogue-ish. And so, not, and so that's, a, that's just a different, different kind of a book, but it's super practical and has a great chapter on Jesus and, med and, and like the simple question like, did Jesus meditate? Um, was, did, did Jesus do, actually stop and ponder and wonder and, and did, did, did Jesus have, have these moments of stillness? Uh, and the, the best picture of meditation that I can come up with is a, um, there's a, 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 one more book, one audiobook that I don't have here because it's on my phone and it's on Audible is Centering Prayer by Basil Pennington, and I've listened to that two or three times. Uh, half the time, I don't understand it, and then, and then I listen to it again, and then I understand it, and then, then I don't understand it. But it, it's pretty dense. Um, but set, this book, Centering Prayer, does a really solid job of saying, okay, that is actually a different form of prayer, and this is actually centering prayer, and this is actually meditation, and this is what Christian meditation is. And it's really good to have a really scholarly person kind of literally point out what it is to, to kind of, and I love that those people exist. Um, but I think for everyday people, what's going to happen in our prayer lives is we kind of bounce around a bit. We do a little bit of thanking Jesus. We do a little bit of, wow, oh, I forgot. I want to, man, I want to pray for my friend that's walking through all this difficult stuff. We kind of go there. We open up our Bibles a little bit. And I think our meditation life is a lot like that too. And I think God is, I don't, I don't think God is frustrated by that. I, I don't think God is like, hey, you need to write down a list and do your adoration first and then your and then and like and then your confession and then then listen to a Jesus song like let let's get this like let's get this thing in the correct order right and and there's a place for that some personality types love just like opening up the lord's prayer and just like working through and like there's a place for that right but i think regular people on a regular basis we kind of bounce around all the time and so as we're bouncing around in our different forms of prayer with god this is what i think meditation is i think meditation is any time that God highlights something. Maybe you're listening to a Jesus song. Um, for me, I've got a song um, by United Pursuit these days that it's, it's like, there's no running, there's no running. It's a really great Jesus song. You, you got to listen to that song. Anyways, I'll listen to that song like 25 times in a row. And my daughter Vesper is like, Dad, I like this song, but do you have any other songs? <laughs> um, so I'll be, and so what'll happen is that Jesus song will have like a phrase that God's really using in my heart. So this is what meditation would be is it'd be going, it'd be saying, oh God, you're really highlighting that, that phrase. Out of that phrase, is there like a word that you're highlighting God? Like is, 
is maybe the word remember. Maybe the word remember. And then you just sit, and you just sit with Jesus, Jesus being the center, Jesus empowering you, Jesus initiating, and you just go, God, I just want to hold this moment with you. And you might even, might even, um, for me, I'm a timer person because I get so distracted, so I literally set a timer. It's like, I'm going to spend five minutes with you, Jesus, just thinking about this because there's no way I can stay focused for five minutes without a timer. So I'll set my timer, and I'll just think about remember, remember. Thank you, Jesus, remember. And, um, and after a while, and uh, my, my, my mind starts to think about other things, and then instead of getting all angry at myself, I'll just kind of gently just kind of, oh yeah, remember, remember. And just think about that, and just, and just sit on that with God, and just sit there, and then it's almost as if, as if you're going to get water in some place, and you find a place that God has highlighted, and you say, God, I want to dig a well here. I want to drink water here. I tend to drink water in unforgiveness, or in jealousy, or in memories of mistakes I've made, but I don't want to drink that polluted water. I want your fresh water, and I, can, I, can, I know it's here, or maybe something that Jason preached on Sunday morning. Maybe it's something um, that somebody said. Maybe you see uh, there's this tree. I think it's kind of bloomed and there was so much wind that the flowers are gone. But down at Zwanich Park, is it Zwanich or Zwanich? Zwanich? Zwanich. I got to learn how to pronounce my, my park names in my city. Zwanich. Um, there's this flowery tree. I mean, it is like straight. It needs to be in a kung fu movie. I mean, it is just flowers everywhere, and and you just you just want to sit underneath there on that bench. And when I was there not long ago, when the kids were skateboarding, uh, I was just like, "Oh, this is a Jesus moment." And and in that moment of to just go, God, thank you for this tree. And just like tree, tree, tree. <laughs> What a gift. I, and, and to go, God, I don't, like, the enemy of my soul would love, would love to, to just use, uh, like, the algorithm of sin in, in my heart to grab me with images, the algorithm of hurt in my heart. But it's like, I need a new algorithm. I need a, a new connect. I need a new pathway. I need a new neural pathway. I need, I need tree. I need, I need this tree, God's creation. I need God's creation to point me to creator. And I need this to be a place where I drink. I need this to be a place where I dig a well. Replace destructive stories about self with God's constructive stories. I talked to a mentor, counselor, spiritual leader person. And I, I, I described this. I said, you know, every time I go to pray these days, and maybe it's always happened, but I'm really aware of it these days. I've really been actually trying to pray, but every time I go to pray, I start playing this weird game where I just start at birth, and I think through every mistake and bad decision and just every every wrong thing I've done my entire life, I just like walk through it just like year by year. And it's like, 
so how was your prayer time, Sven? Oh, yeah, it was a real joy. You know, like, like I've been playing this game where I just go through my entire life of regret up until 45 years old. It's a real, it's a great time. I wish you could be there, you know, like, and I described this to this mentor, spiritual leader person, and they said this, they said, oh, that, they, they had a name for this. They said, that's your story of desolation. That's your story of destruction. That's not a gift from God. The gift from God is a, is a story of consolation. These are big fancy words, but it's a story of construction, a, a story of God's faithfulness. God wants to take each of those moments. That game that you naturally play is just this far away from meditation. It's just this far away from God's form of meditation. It's of going back through and going, oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a messed up person in so many ways, but God, there's another story of your faithfulness and your goodness, of you reaching into my heart, changing my heart, taking me somewhere. I know I have hope I anticipate, Jesus, you taking me to good places. And so, Jesus, I need your story, your constructive stories. I need the stories of your faithfulness. Romans 12, verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let God transform your mind. Uh, when I was growing up, uh, I remember in church they would talk about um, cows chewing their cud. And I googled this. It's like, oh, this is ruminants. These are ruminant animals. These are animals that have multiple stomachs. And they have this ability to chew their food again and again. And I remember Bible teachers talking about how meditation or, or that God calls us to ruminate, that God calls us to re-chew our food again and again like a cow. That'll preach. And I was thinking about Sudden Valley, this beautiful neighborhood where we live, and there's a deer that sits underneath our trampoline in the backyard. And I think this deer pretty much is ruminating all day long underneath the trampoline. And I think that's what deer do because they are ruminants. They have that fancy digestive system like a cow does and camels and elk and all these. And, and I think it's a beautiful picture of what God can do where it's like, oh, we can chew on good things again and again and again and continue to get nutrition, continue to, continue to get good things. Just like... Um, well like this we can fill our mental bandwidth with good things Philippians 4 verse 8 says finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is, whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things Philippians 4 verse 8 sometimes you experience a miracle I, I, um, I love in, in the book of Luke uh it talks about Mary, the mother of Jesus. All those miracles surrounding the birth of Jesus that we talk about so much around Christmas time. You get to the end of that passage and it says that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. A beautiful picture of a mom seeing, a, seeing God's miracles and God's faithfulness and she treasured that moment. She held on to that, held on to those good things. 
Some, things, some people, they get worried about meditation, Christian meditation, because of this idea of, wait a second, aren't we sp not supposed to, to have vain repetition? Like, didn't Jesus say, don't d be careful about vain repetition? Yes. Be careful about vain repetition. But what about authentic and sincere repetition like we see uh, in Psalm 136, uh, where it says his love endures, endures forever. And, and it says another thing, and it says his love endures forever. And it says another thing, and it says his love endures forever. And it says another thing, and it says his love endures forever. God isn't afraid of repetition. Repeat heartfelt and sincere words and phrases when you pray. God isn't afraid of that. God loves that. Invite the Holy Spirit to be the boss of your mind. We need Jesus to breathe new life into us. Ask Jesus to fill every bit of your life again and again and again with the Holy Spirit. And that includes your breath. I'm going to go back to Romans 8, verse 5. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. It's like, Holy Spirit, I need you to control my mind. I'm, I'm tired of having other things control my mind. I need you to be the boss. Breath comes from God, from God. The breath of life in Genesis chapter 2. God literally breathed life into humanity. There's a great book that's on the best-selling list right now that is, talks about the, the, it's called Breathe, and it talks about scientific evidence for how important breath is in our lives. And Jesus, at the end, um, at the end of, after, after his resurrection, he comes to the disciples, and, is, and he says this in John chapter 20, verse 21 and 22. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Did we read that right? Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive his Holy Spirit. What a picture. And, um, and we'll see that in Acts chapter 2, they receive the Holy Spirit again, and they're speaking in other tongues, they're speaking in other languages, these same disciples. In Acts chapter 4, they receive the Holy Spirit again. We receive the Holy Spirit again and again and again, and we need the Holy Spirit daily. I love how God points to the eating and drinking of the Eucharist, drinking the cup, eating the bread, something that happens all the time, that that would point us to partaking of God, of, of God being in us and God being enough to share, and that our every breath would be a picture of the Holy Spirit entering us and our, and our exhale being a picture of enough to give away. And I pray that for us this morning. Holy Spirit, would you just guide us? Would you just show us how to, to find these moments? Show us what you're highlighting. And yeah, I don't want to be so spacey that I'm just like Mr. Meditation Guy. Um, uh, you can meditate almost anywhere. Be careful meditating uh, while you're in the car driving because um, you, you need to be paying attention when you're driving. And, like if, uh, and you don't want to like drive to like the house you used to live in. You ever done that? Like, you're just like, you, you like, you park the car, you're like, oh, I don't live here anymore. And you just, or, or do you ever, like, in Sudden Valley, you go, I go out and like, and, and if I'm not thinking, it's like Alger or Geneva, Alger or Geneva, Alger, 
And if and I'll just like go the wrong way, like a mile. And, and I'll just go, oh, wait a second. I'm going to Burlington. That's Alger. Okay. Um, and so you, you want to be careful. You want to be careful when you're meditating. Um, so find the right circumstance for that. Find the right situation for that. A lot of people in the books that I read about Christian meditation said, well, walking prayer, um, technically, maybe that's not meditation, but I'm kind of a movement person. Like, I have a rocking chair that I do some of my prayer, and that way it's, like, socially acceptable for me to just, like, go like this for a really long time. Um, uh, or, uh, like, I like to... to I've talked about this before. I'll go upstairs in my house and I'll just like walk 10 steps or seven or eight steps and then walk seven or eight steps and walk seven or eight steps. And the kids are downstairs doing schoolwork like, what's dad doing? He sure is walking around a lot. And I just like walk back and forth, walk back and forth. And I'll pray that way because I can kind of like not think about it. I can, if I was like walking my dog through the neighborhood, that's another thing because it's, you know, so I want to land on this. What if we just kept it simple? What if the next time God points out some aspect of creation, the next time you see something, you see, a, a, you listen to a song that just captures your heart, the next time um, you see a, a, a work of art or a photograph that points you to God in some way, you just go, oh, I have a little list on my phone. I call it, I'm calling it, I'm only just started this this week because this is a new concept, a new idea for me. Um, I'm calling it meditation moments. And what that is, is something, God will like highlight something. And then I'll just go, oh, I'm going to get back to this. I'm going to totally spend five minutes just like meditating on this one. And what I mean by that is, God, would you, I want to get living water from this because you're the source of living water. And this is going to be my on-ramp. This is going to be my way. Jesus said this. He said, consider the lilies. Did Jesus really say that? He said, look at the flowers. Do you think Jesus would say that if he hadn't done some of that? He'd be like, you think Jesus would go, you know, I've absolutely never really paid attention to creation much, but now that I'm giving a talk right now, why don't you guys look at the flowers? No, Jesus, like every indication is that when Jesus says, consider the flowers, or look at the birds. Amber was uh, listening to it, t telling me about a podcast she was listening to recently. And hopefully this isn't like from your Jesus talk you're going to give. <laughs> totally steal her material. Um, she was, talk list she was uh, listening to a podcast where they were talking about how, um, how Jesus, they're just kind of being funny, just having a good time. And they said, you know, there are some animals that no one, people rarely see, right? Like, you know, like Bigfoot, really difficult to, like, uh, no, but like, uh, like the snow leopard, you know, like the snow, le like they've got to have wildlife cams and put them in the right place. And then these professionals who do nothing but try to track down snow leopards, they might find a snow leopard, right? And so Jesus could have been like, consider the snow leopard next time you see one. But no, Jesus, Jesus chose, consider the birds. I mean, birds are everywhere. And, and, and there's such an opportunity to just go, oh, yeah, birds. Oh, birds. Oh, yeah, that's, that's your good work. And so I want to end on that this morning. Just an invitation to say yes to Jesus. An invitation um, to look at the birds. Pay attention to the birds and the flowers.
Let me read this last verse, these last group of verses. Matthew chapter 6, verse 26 through 30. In the New Living Translation, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Jesus, let the question of my heart be, what are you highlighting? Where are the places you're inviting me to slow down for a moment and meditate? How can I fix my eyes on you? How can, and how can I not make a big scene, but to where everybody goes, oh, Sven is obviously meditating today. Um, but to where it's just a natural thing where I can take a few moments with you, God. Where are the places where I need a simple yes in my heart? That's meditation. And if the worship band would come up, I just want to pray this over us. Jesus, give us opportunities for a simple yes. Give us opportunities to, to, to respond to you. Jesus, keep initiating. Jesus, keep empowering. Keep initiating. Keep empowering. Give us grace to meditate. Give us, give us grace to live all of the Christian life. But let this be a, a, like a, a new way for us to connect with you. We love you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, just, just fill us again and again. Let, the, let our very breath be a picture of your goodness and your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for your smile over us, that you love us, and you love us as beginners. You love us right where we're at, and you love us here on a Sunday morning. Just be in our worship in these songs, God. We love you, Jesus. Overflow our lives. Be enough. Be our enough. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's worship.